It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up Podcast, everybody. I do appreciate you taking some time and hopping in. Got a good one today with everything going on around the Houston Astros and the disappointing start to the ALCS. Have to go and get some thoughts. Have to get the details from Houston, from an Astros content creator that is following this team 24-7, 365. We're going to be talking to H-Town Wheelhouse, Brett Chancy. He's got the Locked On Astros podcast and also on YouTube to talk about what's going on. We're going to talk about Valdez. We're going to talk about Kyle Tucker, the struggles at home, all of it. Make sure, if you have not yet, to turn the automatic downloads on for this podcast and future podcasts so you get the content as soon as it is posted. And make sure, if you haven't yet, subscribe and make sure to rate and review. Help us grow this podcast. Without further ado, we'll get into my conversation with Brett. Yeah, Nate, you know what? Thank you so much, Jim, for having me on. I really appreciate it. It looks like you've got a pretty cool thing going. You know, the advantage you have over us is you cover all things baseball. Mm-hmm. Where We are very a, a niche crowd, locked on Astros mm-hmm. with the Locked On Podcast Network. I mean, really just growing by leaps and bounds. But I tell you, we get fans, not only from all over the world, but from other fan bases. Sometimes they like to come in and troll a little bit. But a lot sure. of we've gotten a lot of compliments from Rangers fans this week saying they appreciate the podcast and perspective we offer. So thank you so much for having me on. Fantastic. Definitely go check that out again. Locked on Astros. You've got a lot going on. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on and what you're doing. But let's talk about what's going on and what the Astros are doing because this this ALCS is not going as planned. Down 0-2 after two games at home, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But as you see it, there's a lot of different fingers, places where you can point, a lot of different avenues here. What's the biggest problem that the Astros either keep running into, that they're facing, that they're going up against? in these first two games so far that you see? Well, you would think that because they lost and gave up runs, you would think, well, maybe the pitching, maybe they're not doing their job. But you're talking about the Texas Rangers. They're one of the highest scoring offenses in all of baseball. 
next mm -hmm. to the Atlanta Braves. And so they're going to prone to score a lot of runs. And they only scored two runs in the first inning, and then they only scored five runs in the second inning. Now, being down 0-2, you, you're like, okay, so what's the problem? If it's not the starting pitching per se, um, it's definitely not the relief pitchers because they have a zero ERA. They have yet to surrender a run. The problem is the offense right. just not showed up. In that first game, there's no reason why with seven or eight strikeouts and Justin Verlander giving up two runs shouldn't walk away with at least a three to two victory. But when you, the biggest problem is we have guys like Altuve and Tucker who just have not showed up for this ALCS. We know what their potential is. Jordan Alvarez is pretty much carrying this team on its back. And even when it was reported that he was sick, they just knocked a couple home runs. It's just kind mm -hmm. of day at the office for Jordan Alvarez. So the yeah. problem is we have star players in the lineup and they just are not producing at the plate. And like Kyle Tucker, I think is the biggest issue because he got bumped today and Dusty said he's moving him down in the lineup in the workout press conference this afternoon. I mean, 0 for 8, right? Uh, a, a batting average in this postseason of 091. And he's got to be one of those guys that leads the way. You look at how this Rangers lineup feels like it's clicking. The Phillies lineup, it's clicking. The Diamondbacks lineup got here because it's clicking. This Astros lineup is not doing it. You got Jordan Alvarez. He's reliable right now. And, and I, I, Regman's got a home run. But, but it doesn't feel like you go through this lineup and the next guy up is going to give you trouble. They are... To the point where they've only had, I don't know if you've even noticed this. Maybe you have. I'm sure you're scouring the box scores. They have only had nine trips to the plate with the bases loaded in, or not bases loaded, with runners in scoring position. They are one for nine with runners in scoring position in the first two games. I got to get nine at-bats with runners in scoring position per game, not over a two-game stretch. Um, is there, I mean, what are you seeing? Is this a swinging out of the zone? Is this, is this more, maybe we, we should be giving credit to the Rangers pitching. I mean, Montgomery and Avaldi, that they are, that's one of the storylines this postseason, how they're both pitching really well and leading the Rangers, giving the bats every opportunity. Should we, should we look at, well, this is an Astros, uh, you know, failing or is this the Rangers the pitching has just excelled and been this good well I honestly think you could you could go both ways with it because mm -hmm. you got to tip your cap to Ivaldi because the first time we faced him this year since um when he came off his injury yeah. um we shelled him but he had not had a rehab start and but ever since that bad start against the Astros he's been phenomenal and Jordan Montgomery, like, I knew he was going to have a good game. I didn't think he was going to have that good of a game. You got to tip your cap to the other guy. Um, sometimes they do have game plans that your hitters just don't seem to really be, be able to barrel the baseball. Um, and a lot of it is just Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker has not had the best second half. He had a really hot first half. He cooled right. off in the second half. But seeing him cool off to a 2-for-22 clip and, a, like you said, 091 average, um, he doesn't seem like he's swinging out of the zone. He's just, he said, he just doesn't feel right in there. And he said, I don't have a hitch in my swing. I don't feel like my, my mechanics are off. I'm just swinging and it just doesn't feel right. 
and Altuve's pressing a little bit. And when you get this team pressing and when you get this team not doing what they normally do, that is that is the result because you got one of the most disciplined guys up there, Bregman, who he could be hitting 234 and have an OPS of 780 or 800 because he gets on base so much. And the bottom line is their big guns have to do it because you can't depend on Martin Maldonado. Um, Jeremy Pena hasn't hit a home run since July 5th. Um, and so there are a lot of, but there are a lot of pieces in this lineup. Brantley, Diaz, who will he start a game? I don't know in the playoffs, but you haven't given that kid a chance to even heat up. And then you've got Chas McCormick, Mauricio Dubon. So look, Jose Abreu needs to have an ALCS in the next three games like he had against Minnesota. If you get Abreu right. hot and you get Altuve hot, I think the mm-hmm. Astros win game three. But yeah. It's a mixture of a lot of those things, but it definitely you can't discount Texas pitching. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, the the pitching for Houston, the first game, Justin Verlander gave you exactly what you are looking for. Gave you an opportunity to win, kept those bats under control, only a couple of runs across the board in the bullpen, finished the rest of that game up. Again, bullpen's been great so far for Houston, but one element of the pitching that has not been great, and we have seen it coming. We saw it coming in the second half of the season because it wasn't great then. It was not great in game two against Minnesota, and it wasn't great again against the Rangers in game two, and it's Framber Valdez. What do we see? What is going on with Framber Valdez? Is this him just being overworked? Is this him not finding his spots? What are you seeing with Valdez? How has he gone from a guy that was so good last year, everyone thought he was cheating, to a guy that you want on the bump on the other side? Yeah, Framber Valdez. So um, I will start with this. We've had Mike Stanton on our show a couple times, former big league pitcher. He won World Series with the, I believe he won, I think he has two or three World Series total. But he talked about, you know, we'll start with his delivery. His delivery and his mechanics are so are so dependent on his arm slot, where his elbow is, when, when he turns his wrist over for his hook. And he just, he has a very complicated motion. And that someone, someone said, that sounds like an excuse. No, like mechanically, he's got to be in line. Mechanically, he's got to be on. And I think another thing that he has struggled with this year is the pitch clock. Usually when he would get in trouble last year, he could take the ball, walk around the mound, get the rosin bag. He's not able to do that this year. And I think it's taken its toll. And not only that, you know, he did throw a no hitter. And maybe ever since then, around that no hitter, you have some pretty bad starts. He may be going back mentally trying to do that. And what you'll notice about Framber Valdez is if he is out of the zone, his velocity is up. On 96, 97 constantly. When he's in the zone, his velocity is down. 
and he tries to overthrow. When when he overthrows because of the complicated nature of the way he re- delivers the pitch, that ball finds its way out of the zone very, very quickly. Um, he should have held the ball. I think if he doesn't make the throwing error to first, and I still wonder if Robbie Grossman was in the baseline because we've gotten called for that several times, but that's sure. neither here nor there. But if he holds on to that ball, and if the Rangers only score three runs, the Astros win that game four to three. When yeah. We're not even talking about down 0-2. Mm-hmm. But he's done that before. So he's got to get out of his own head. I think sometimes he tries too hard. And a lot of people thought it was weird that he was very dismissive of not taking responsibility, saying, oh, that's baseball, and it was luck, and they got lucky hits more than, you know what, I went out, I shouldn't have thrown that ball, I made some errors, they got some good hits. And the bottom line is, again, the offense. But Framber, I think it's a mental thing. It's not a talent thing. It's yeah. between the ears, and he he's he's the only one that can fix that. Do you think there's anything to him maybe – having thrown a just ridiculous amount of innings over the last, uh, you know, fr- from last season, the deep run into the, in, to, to win the world series. So uh, uh, his off season was shortened by a month at the beginning of the off season. And then the world baseball classic get ramped up for that. The off his off season was shortened on the back end. And because a lot of this has happened in the second half of the season where maybe we're getting to a point where he is just, he, he probably won't come out and say it. Um, he, he probably feels like he's good to go, but maybe there's an element of exhaustion here. Do, do you put anything to that too, or do you think this is really mental? You know, um, I do think there's a mental aspect of it. And um, I'll take you back to a really quick story. A really quick story. The very first players that I got to interview, my son and I went to Round Rock when the Astros were in um, back in 2019. Um, got to interview Josh Rojas, Brennan Belak, um, and Colin McKee. Um, Carlos Correa was making a rehab start. Framber Valdez was on the mound, and Kyle Tucker was on first base. It was it was a really neat game to look back on. But six walks into the game, um, my son, who was nine at the time, he's fifteen now, said, "Dad, I think, I think, I think the pitcher is nervous." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "He doesn't look comfortable," mm-hmm. and he didn't. And, and and then we get to 2020 when Carlos Correa put his finger in his chest and got him back focused. And then he talked about the sports psychologist the next year. I just think with Framber, he he has a hard time. He struggles with the mental side of the game. And baseball is a difficult game, but baseball is a game of failure. And it's not whether you fail, it's how you deal with, deal with that failure. Mm-hmm. And he just hasn't managed that lately very well. Um yeah. If you can get him back in the right headspace, he is Framber Valdez. He is the guy that Mike Trout said has the nastiest, you know, curveball in yeah. the major leagues. Yeah. So, again, he's the only one. The pitching coach can't do it for him. Dusty Baker can't do it for him. He's got to go on the mound, and he's got to be determined that next start I get, I'm absolutely not going to, you know, see the opportunity evaporate and take a hold of it. Cause we've seen him. Right. We were there in game six in person yeah. when he clinched against the Phillies. We we've seen it. Yeah. He can be nasty and you know, Houston is going to need nasty Framber because he's, if things go the way you want them to go, he's going to start again in this series. And you he's, he's he can't, you have to be able to depend on him. You, he can't fold again because he may be pitching in an elimination game. So, and that's going to be a lot. 
That's going to be a lot to try to process again mentally in that moment. Um, another guy that is sort of out there as the as the banner waiver for struggling players on this Astros team is, is Kyle Tucker. And I'm looking at it right now. I, I pulled it up. There is nobody on this Texas Rangers team that is even close to throughout this postseason hitting like Kyle Tucker is hitting. And that is not a good thing. That is a bad thing. Kyle Tucker does not have a hit yet in the ALCS. He only had a couple of hits against the Twins. We got the batting average below 100. What are we seeing there? You gave great insight on Framber. What are we seeing with Kyle Tucker? And is it something that if he's not feeling right, how do we get the feel back? Because that that hourglass, the sand's running out. How do we? How's Kyle Tucker get back on track? It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you were literally, you could count the at-bats depending on how many games you think this series is going to continue of, look, you've got this many more opportunities. That's why I think Dusty Baker today announced that he was going to move him down in the lineup. Mm -hmm. That means he'll probably move Jose Abreu back up in the lineup. Mm -hmm. And maybe Kyle Tucker needs that kind of reset. I think going to Arlington, no offense, Rangers fans, but Kyle Tucker absolutely crushes at Globe Life Field. I mean, mm-hmm. he has had a field day there, and and maybe this is what they need. Yeah, Maybe what he needs is a Scherzer coming off of an injury, maybe making a mistake. Look, you can't underestimate Scherzer even coming off of an injury because he's a bad max. I mean, the dude, the dude has beat us before when he was with the Nationals in the World Series, and we weren't very successful last time we faced him in a playoff scenario. But you can catch a guy like Scherzer making a mistake here or two, maybe if he's not feeling it. And if you get Kyle Tucker going at the bottom of that lineup and he maybe brings in someone like an Abreu or someone like a Brantley and he just gets a single and brings a guy in from third, maybe that's what you need. And so knowing he has few opportunities because he's towards the bottom of the lineup, hopefully that gets him to just hyper-focus more on what he's Mm -hmm. doing at the plate because he's going to throw runners out from the outfield. He's going to catch a ball. He's, he's going to make an amazing defensive play. Yeah. He just needs to get that. I think that one hit, I think once you get that one hit, mm-hmm. Kyle Tucker could go on a hot streak really, really quick because he's got one of the best bats. I think in the league, one of the most underrated players, Kyle Tucker's awesome. And to see him struggling like this is definitely you're seeing an Astros team, not at full strength with, with Kyle Tucker, uh, not playing well with Framber Valdez, not pitching well. They're just, they're not, they're out there. They're out there and there's no, it's not like, eh, you know, someone's playing with a, with a contusion or a pulled this or straight. They're out there. They're healthy. They're just not getting the job done. They're not at full strength. And as a casual observer and, and not, not a fan of either team, um, just a fan of, I, I want interesting baseball. I, I personally wanted this, this series to go seven. Um, and, and, and who wins? I don't care. I'll be honest with you. I just, I wanted a seven game series. I wanted these two teams to beat the hell out of each other. And for that to happen, Kyle Tucker 
has to hit, has to mash. Amber Valdez has to pitch, has to shut him down. Um, and it's and those two things are not happening. So, you know, I've been I've been rather hard on the Astros on the YouTube channel with some of the late night streams because there's been a lot of missed opportunities that they're just not coming through on. And I gotta get Tucker on track because he is one of the key elements here. Now, hopefully, hopefully. It, Hopefully he gets the opportunity that you're talking about. One of the things I looked at coming into this series was that Kyle Tucker has a very, not just a good history at Globe Life, but also very positive history against the Rangers pitchers in, in head-to-head meetings. The problem was he didn't have much of a history against Nate Evaldi or Jordan Montgomery, and those are the two guys we've seen so far. Now, he's going to get Max Scherzer, but it may only get one at bat against Max Scherzer, depending on how many pitches he could get and where he's going to be hitting in the lineup, which should mean that one of the guys that he sees the second time up has got to be one of those guys that are throwing meatballs to him, whether it's Dunning or Haney or Gray or anybody out of that Rangers bullpen. So this has got game three has got to be the game. If, Kyle Tucker goes 0 for 4 in game three with the opportunity to, like you said, jump on Scherzer, to jump on some guys that he's been able to jump on in the past because he's got more history against those Rangers pitchers that have been there for a few years. That's got to be the opportunity. If he doesn't get it right in game three, I'm kind of worried about Kyle Tucker the rest of the way because it feels like now you've got, now you got, now he's going to have chances and opportunities to, to, to make that jump and, and attack in in this series yeah i you know um i agree with that wholeheartedly just because he is one of these people that when he's hitting see whenever kyle tucker and um jordan alvarez both go long in the same game i I think the astros are undefeated and so it sure would be nice to see even if Mm -hmm. they both hit solo shots just to get him off of that snide. I mean, even if he hits a gapper in this ballpark, you can hit the ball in the gap and get a double or a triple very easily. Yeah. And Kyle Tucker standing on third with one out would be phenomenal, would be a big boost for his confidence. Mm-hmm. What I do like about this team and about Kyle Tucker is they don't panic. They don't freak out. They're not like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, the Rangers are up 2-0. They're just like, you know what? We didn't do our job and we've got to go out and execute and do our job. And so, um, I'm pretty confident that Kyle Tucker can turn it around because, yeah. again, if the Astros can win game three, it's officially a series. Definitely. A hundred percent. And and uh, I saw an interview with Jordan Alvarez recently, and Jordan Alvarez is confident, is not worried at all. And that's where you should be. That's where the fan base should be. That's where the team should be. Guys like me can freak out because, again, I'm a casual. I'm, 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 I'm a Casual observer here. I'm not a Nationals fan, not a Rangers fan. Um, I'm, I, I'll freak out, but uh, but Nationals fans should definitely feel comfortable. It's if Game Three doesn't go your way, then then it's time to panic because that's going to be a tough hole to dig out of. Now, if they are able to dig out of this hole, and let's say they get two from Texas, or they get all three, maybe this turns into a situation where through the first five games. The road team wins every game. We've seen that play out plenty of times. And while Houston's really good on the road, Texas is good at home. But maybe the Astros feel some momentum. So let's say we get this thing back to Houston for game six. Is that a good thing? Because this team's struggles at home 
this year are like you're you're laughing. It's laughable. The fact that they had a losing record during the regular season. They are one and three at home in this postseason. So the trend has continued. What is going on? So so I'm going to I'm going to give my friend props because if if he hears this show and knows that I didn't give him props, he would be like, hey, that was my stuff. But right. A friend of mine, Michael Schwab, basically said this. The Astros are, you know, 63 and 22 in the regular season when they score first. Mm-hmm. When the opponent scores first, they're 26 and 50. So at home, they were 39 and 42. In those 42 losses, the opponent scored first 32 of those 39 times, mm-hmm. 32 of those 42 losses. Right. So 15 times at Minute Maid Park, another team has scored in the first inning. They just, for whatever reason at home, don't play good when they're behind. Right. When they're behind, they press, they get out of their element. And the good thing about going to Arlington is they get a chance to put a crooked number on the board first. Yes, they do. They can do that and they can get comfortable. I think they'll settle in. Now, if they come back home to a game six, mm-hmm. they would have to probably be the one to score first. But it is up to the starting pitcher to put a couple zeros in the first three innings to ensure that padding so that Astros have at least at minimum nine opportunities to score a run. If they score first in game six and it's gone that far, then if they've won all three in Arlington, they clinch the series. If they win two out of three, then they take it to a game seven. But I like our chances. If we come back and we win all three and you got two chances at home, I would take that any day of the week, even with the beleaguered home field disadvantage. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. So right now we have, and I'm, 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 I'm thinking ahead to who might start game six. Christian Javier is going to start game three. And that is going to be coming off an off day. Game four, it's too soon for it to be Verlander, right? Who is going in game four? Brown, France, or Keedy, who's been coming up big for you guys? I don't know if it's out there. Um, What's your feeling? Would it be your Keedy in game four? I think it should be your Keedy in game four. Mm-hmm. I think he's absolutely earned it. Uh, yeah. He is the, he is cooler than the other side of the pillow. This guy yeah. does like, he just goes out there and it almost looks like he doesn't realize he's playing a major league baseball game. You know what I mean? He's almost too calm. You're like, right. wait, do you, right. do you have it? Um, so what was funny was um, Kristen in um, Kristen Javier's press conference today. Um, one of the reporters said that as Javier was leaving, Maldonado checked checked Javier's pulse because he rarely shows emotion. But that's kind of like Jose Urquidy too. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you go with Urquidy, you can easily bring in a Hunter Brown because Ur- Urquidy is more of a finesse pitcher. Hunter Brown throws more heat, right. and I wouldn't mind that combination. Great. Some would say yep. JP France, but I don't think in a high leverage game like this, I think JP France did what he did well yesterday coming out of a bullpen role. 
because he did that. See, Hunter Brown did that. All these guys, before they came up to the majors, were used to the piggyback system, and that's what they put them in. And so them doing that in a playoff game just brings them back to their roots. So Urquidy definitely, for me, is a game four, I think, no-brainer. But, of course, Dusty Baker said we're not going to name a game four starter. we got to let game three play out, which is smart. But I'm I'm going Urquidy. I'm thinking 99% that he starts, but I think Hunter Brown is the next man up in a game like that. But you want Arquiti to go five or six solid innings. If you do, you save your bullpen and things are really going in the Astros direction. If that happens. Do you think if they're down Oh three, that dusty gets aggressive and throws Verlander out there on short rest to try to save the season. That seems that, in some cases, I can see that, but in this case, I still think you got to go Urquidy, regardless if you're down 0-3, because that could set Verlander up for some trouble, number one. And then number two, that means you have totally thrown Urquidy's, if he's got any kind of uh, rhythm or routine, that'll be thrown off. You'd be lined up to go, you're going to, what I'm saying is, you're going to have to use Urquidy in a elimination game sequence regardless because that means you would start Valdez a day early, which means then you would go home uh, if you can get back home. It's still an elimination game, and you can't go to JV or Valdez at that point. You'd have to go to, I guess, Javier. Um, it just seems like it's got to be got to be Urquidy in game four. Unless, like to me, it it would be a desperation move. And it makes you wonder, do you want to do that? Does that send the wrong signal to the other ball club? Does that embolden them more? Oh, look, they're throwing their ace because they think they're not going to be here tomorrow. Right. Dusty, see, that's the thing. That's been the fun thing to watch. Um, We have had our things to say about Dusty Baker, uh, criticisms here and there, but – I think it's possible Verlander goes four, but I still think that if they're confident what Urquidy can bring, because you're like, hey, we're going to get game four. We're going to save him for that fifth game. We're going to save him for when he's slotted to actually start the next day in the rotation to give him proper rest. But JV may say, give me the damn ball. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can see that one of the reasons why I worry about it in this situation is, again, you can't hide Urquidy. You'll have to get him out there at some point because if you've, you burn Verlander for game four, maybe you could have him for game seven, but that would be on short rest as well. But um, if this was a situation where you knew you had two aces at the top that were firing, then maybe I'd do it. But I'm worried about Valdez, and Christian Javier's going in game three. So it would be Framber that would then be ha- ha- have to mount up and go on short rest as well. I guess this what what I'm what I'm circling around is the whole thing of that game six is lined up to be Framber Valdez if they can get back and everything that you've you've talked about here the 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 between the ears of Valdez the almost between the ears of the team when they fall back when they are not when they when the other team scores first they have a drastic losing record. That is nerve-wracking. Uh, I'll just put it that way, that it, it could fall to game six 
with a guy who's having trouble between the ears, with a team that is having trouble when they get down early. Um, I hope for the Astros' sake that they can take all three games to Texas, so that way there's a little bit of room for a little bit of wiggle room in Game Six. But how? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, um, I just I just think the way that they recover from this two zero from this, yeah, you know being down two games is absolutely taking care of all three games in Arlington. It's not outside mm-hmm. of the realm of possibility. It's not even outside of the realm of possibility of taking two of three from Texas because you have one up there a lot. And if that goes, whether it comes back game six and it's an elimination game for the Astros or it's whoever wins, you know, um, you know, you force that, you force that game seven, we mm-hmm. saw Framber Valdez pitching the World Series game six against the Phillies team that two games before game six absolutely crushed the Astros. Um, you know, when they they went off for like five home runs against Lance McCullers, and they even took an early lead. Um, Kyle Schwarber yeah. home run to right field. Um, you know, and then we remember the Jordan Alvarez three run homer where you know you turned the game upside down from the from the play call, um, you know, the classic call there. Um I think Framber Valdez would be locked in. I think yeah. he, I think he's probably going to examine this, and I think he's going to look back and he, he's going to realize the mistakes he made. And I, I really think from this point forward, he should be a changed pitcher if he gets more opportunities, or at least I should say, I hope he's a changed pitcher for the yeah. better and returns to the Framber we we've all grown to love. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. So to get this thing back to a situation where the Houston Astros win this series, they take it four games to two or they take it in seven. What, what happens and, and, and what happens from a perspective of the individual performances? What do we see in these games that get them to a point that they are moving on to the world series? Well, when you have guys like, like, Jordan Alvarez hitting home runs, there will be guys on base when he hits home runs. Yeah, Kyle Tucker, even if he's dropped in the lineup, he's bringing in a Jeremy Pena or someone who's on second. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Maldonado get a key hit. I mean, mm-hmm. when Maldonado touches the baseball with his bat, it usually goes out of the ballpark. And right. know, the Astros, the Astros are like, I think they're undefeated whenever he hits a home run. And so... Um, those few things happen. Jose Altuve hits a hits a leadoff home run. I mean, if Jose Altuve hits a leadoff home run in these next two games, I mean, that right there is going to is going to help the Astros. But I think the relief pitchers just continue to do what they've done. They have really owned, sorry, they've owned Rangers hitting. They haven't they have. allowed a run. They have. And they I mean, even Montero has looked sharp. Mm-hmm. And so you know the back ends there. If your pitcher gives up an early run, you've got to the next inning respond. If they can counter and match toe-to-toe with the Rangers the first four innings, getting into the Rangers' bullpen is the key. You get to the bullpen, 
please put Chapman on the mound. Please keep sending us Chapman because we love hitting home runs off of him. Um, and LeClerc, I think he's vulnerable. He's been so successful. He's almost been too good. I like our guy Presley. And mm-hmm. get those early hits. Get early runs. And when they do punch, you've got to punch back. If you don't punch back, the Rangers are just going to – they're not going to look back because they're a very strong team. Right. That's that's it. There's the blueprint right there. He is H-Town Wheelhouse, Brett Chansey. I am so thrilled that you were able to join me on short notice to talk about the Astros, talk about the, the, the go, diving into Valdez and Tucker and what they got to do um, to get this thing back on track. Uh, I do appreciate you. I want you to tell everybody that's listening, watching, um, where they can find your stuff, what they can expect out of you and uh, Locked on Astros here throughout the rest of the postseason. Yeah, definitely. We will do a game. I mean, as long as the Astros are in the playoffs, after every Astros playoff game, we will be doing a post game. I've added a little element to um, I go grab the post game press conferences, whatever's available to us through MLB Press Box, and I make a little extra 15 minute show. So we got that. Um, if you haven't seen our player features, our minor league guides throughout, you can check that out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you can find us on TikTok. You can find us on X. You can find us on Instagram. I mean, just look for me, H-Town Wheelhouse. Connect with me online. I'd love to chat with you. And if you are a fan of another team, we absolutely welcome you. Help us to get to 10,000 subscribers. We're almost there. We've got the most subscribers in the Locked On MLB um, uh, family. I want to keep that, and I want to be the first team to 10,000, so help us get there. All right, that's going to do it for this one, everybody. Again, thanks to Brett Chancy, H-Town Wheelhouse, for coming in and giving us some time talking us down off a ledge that the Astros are in trouble. There is a path. There is a way for them to get back into it. We'll keep an eye on that. And again, grateful for Brett taking some time out, short notice, and coming in and giving us his thoughts, his words on the situation. Remember, turn on those automatic downloads if you have not yet. Subscribe, rate, review, help us grow this podcast. That's going to do it for this one, everybody. Thank you for coming in, and I'll catch you next time. 